Baseball Italian style brings together the memories of major leaguers of Italian heritage whose collective careers span nine decades, from the 1930s to the present. In these first-person accounts, baseball fans will meet the players they cheered as heroes or jeered as adversaries, as well as coaches, managers, front office executives, and umpires at an intimate level. Join author Lawrence Baldessaro and some of the pillars of our national pastime in these historic and never-before-heard interviews. Baseball Italian style starts now. Sorda, November 12, 2005, Cooperstown, New York. You know, you've um, you played with and against and you've managed a lot of Italian-Americans over the years. Would you say there's anything that's characteristic about Italian-American ballplayers that sets them apart? Well, I think Italian players who have played the game, they learn from day one always be at your best. Do the best you can with everything, anything that you undertake in life. And I think that's the, one of the top, top ingredients that I think our fathers and forefathers poured into us. They showed us what it's like to be pride, to have pride. They were pride, proud people. And uh, I think that that alone was why you saw Joe DiMaggio and all those great Italian players do good. It was that driving feeling they had about making it. You were saying a little earlier that it wasn't always easy growing up when you grew up. Growing up was a little different. Growing up was different. It was different than playing baseball. In what way? Well, the baseball, they, they didn't care what you were. They didn't even worry about a guy being Italian. Or a guy being Polish or anything like that. Because living there and associating with people, that's when it was really tough. They were prejudiced. They didn't like Italians. And they weren't going to even associate with Italians. We'd go to dances and the girls wouldn't even dance with us. Because we were Italians. But it wasn't easy. Teachers, when you went to Catholic school, it was different. But when you were public school, teachers, some of them didn't like Italians. I know I played on a team. I think the coach didn't like Italians. No, it wasn't what age, easy. What age was that? I was in high school. What was the predominant ethnic group where you were growing up? Where I grew up was we were all Italians. Practically everybody in that entire area were Italians. So who was it that was showing the discrimination against? The people at the West End. In the same time, still in Norristown. Yeah. But in a different part of the The town. West End, we were in the East End. And that's where it was. Leaving aside Joe D, because he's sort of in a class by himself, <clears throat> what Italian... American ball players stand out in your mind? Oh, shoot, a lot of them. Anytime, anytime there was an Italian playing, that moved me. I can remember one time there was a guy named Casanova, K 
attention for the Washington Senators. And when they come in L.A. and play the Angels, I said, I got to go out and see this Italian guy. He was as black as the ace of spades. He was a, from Venezuela, I think, Casanova. Usually you figure it's an Italian name. So, you know, we're proud. We're proud when we see Italians do good in any field, politics, anything. If you're really proud of your heritage, then you're proud. See, when we were growing up, the Italian people were jealous of each other. If somebody did good to some Italian family, people, other Italians resented it. I don't know where you grew up or how it was with you. But in that town, if you, if you made good, boy, they resented you. But today it's different. We stick together today. We see a guy do good, we're proud. So there's so many good doctors, there's so many good politicians, there's so many good everything, Italians. And it's helped to make this country strong, the Italians. Did you know anybody in your town or your area that changed their name so they wouldn't be identified as Italian? Yeah, there's some people did that. Some of them did it when they came over because they, they, they a lot of times the immigration misjudged mis their names and what they wrote, what they thought it was, that's the name they had to stand by. So that happened. But there are a few people that changed their names because they didn't think that they could, uh, you know, get in anything, which was the truth. But we had all the pride in the world in our name. Our name meant something to us. Our name was gold, as far as we were concerned. So why would we change our name if we loved our, 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 our father and mother's heritage? Well, to me, it's one of the worst uh, aspects of immigration because their names were the, one of the few things they brought with them. And what is more your identity than your name? So to give up your name, as a lot of people did, is a real indication that there was pressure, discrimination. I don't have too much respect for that, people. You know the story of Ping Bodhi? Yeah. Played with the Yankees, baby. Yeah, I know who you're talking and about. And his, his real name was Francesco Pezzuolo, but he changed it because he thought it would be easier to, to play ball with that name. Did he change it or did his father change it? He did. His father was very upset that he changed it and wrote him out of the will. He says... I got this from his nephew. He said, uh, if my name isn't good enough for you, then neither is my money. Good. Good, I know. A lot of people weren't too proud of people who changed their names. Well, it's a denial of your identity. Yeah. To me, real heroes are, you know, my grandparents. Came across the ocean. Couldn't speak the language. Nothing. Took the dirty jobs. All of them. And did it because they would they would make the sacrifice, but they were making it for their families. They knew that their their children could grow up to be anything they wanted to be, and that's the way they were. They took the slop jobs. They did everything just to survive, to be able to raise the family. You said it earlier. You talk upstairs at. Because one of the questions I wanted to ask, and all you've accomplished, is there anything that stands out particularly in your mind? 
you said it was basically surviving all these years, 56 years in baseball. Yeah, well, I, you know, I didn't go to college. I got six honorary doctorate degrees. I didn't go to college, but I have a hospital named after me, the Tommy Lasorda Heart Institute. Um, I didn't. I didn't go to college, but I had an asteroid name after me. I didn't go to college, but I had baseball fields named after me. I didn't go to college, but I had. I got a big job with the Dodgers. I spoke to many, many groups of people who had gone to college and graduated college. But they would be there sitting there listening to me. Amazing. Really amazing. When you stop and think about those people listening to me. I've spoken where there are 15, 18 generals in a room. They come up and want to take a picture with me. I spoke what I said, 37 United States senators in the VIP room. They wanted to take a picture of me, with me. And you look, you look at, you look at your life and all that has rolled by you. It's great. Unbelievable. I only wish my brothers could have lived like I did. But they worked hard. Great guys. 